Welcome to another episode of The Power of the Pause with Colleen Falto, energetic weight loss coach. So when we're talking about energetic weight loss, we're talking about weight loss in your physical 3D body, as well as your energetic 5D body, right? A lot of people want to spiritually bypass the weight loss process. And we only want to focus on the weight we have to lose in our physical body or desire to lose, right? We don't have to lose the weight. Some of us do, some of us, it's more medical, but a lot of us want to lose, you know, 10, 20 pounds. And we feel that that's going to make us happy. Right. And we're completely bypassing. We're spiritually bypassing the fact that our energetic body needs the weight loss. We have to lose the mental weight, the emotional weight. Right. And that's why diets don't work because you're spiritually bypassing the energetic weight loss that needs to happen. And so that's what we do. We look at the core of your issues with weight. We look at the fact that, you know, food, reaching to food, emotionally eating, wanting to control your relationship with food is a symptom of a deeper issue that needs to be addressed for you to be able to lose weight and keep it off for good. So with all that said, my new program, Embodied Eating, starts tomorrow. This is currently Sunday, May 21st. So crazy, but we're here for it, right? Embrace, surrender, that's the way to go. And Embodied Eating, it is a 21-day container, one-on-one coaching container, where I guide you through the change that needs to happen in your brain to heal your relationship with food for good, Right. So again, as I said earlier, food is a symptom of something deeper. We are reaching for ice cream at night because the dopamine hit that's going to balance out the high cortisol levels, right? From being in a constant state of fight or flight, being on defense throughout the day. And then you need something to bring your cortisol levels down. And so we reach for food as a dopamine hit to help calm our emotions, We do this with alcohol too. My program, The Void, is all about the things we fill our void with, right? Drama in relationships, codependency, shopping, alcohol, food, scrolling on social media, right? These like toxic comforts that we use as a dopamine hit because we have core wounding, core trauma that's suppressed that needs to be addressed and released, okay? I'm a woman in recovery from many things, I'm in recovery from alcoholism, people-pleasing, codependency, drama in relationships. Uh, my, my worthiness wound that is still there, but I've worked really hard to heal goes pretty deep, right? And until I realized that all of my self-sabotaging patterns in life were from the same thing, I was not able to truly be in recovery, right? I'd stop drinking, but then I'd focus on food. I'd get my relationship with food under control and I'd focus on codependency, relationships, right? Validation. I needed external validation from people around me at all times. That's what my issue with my body and food was for so long. It was needing needing validation, needing something to be enough rather than just being enough as is. Being enough, being myself, a woman on this planet that is doing the best I can with pure intentions, which is how I live my life now. You know, I was going through the day, day to day, getting my head on the pillow at night, feeling like I survived, but it was a really, really good life. But, you know, my, my core wounding 
you know, if we don't listen to our wounding and these messages that our soul is trying to give us when it's whispering, it's going to start to scream, right? So embodied eating, it is the ability to put into action on a regular basis, everything you know about food, right? When clients come to me to work on weight loss, they've dieted. They know you need to move your body. You need to eat healthy, right? Like I have some friends in the coaching space that have businesses where they teach people how to eat healthy. They teach people how to balance a plate. People that come to me know what to do, but there's a level of self-sabotage and there's these patterns of being really air quote good and then falling off the wagon, air quote good and falling off the wagon because they're looking at food as the issue rather than being a symptom of a deeper issue, right? And then your brain gets wired to see food as a coping mechanism, right? So a lot of my clients, we're talking 10, 20, 30 years of these self-sabotaging patterns around food, gaining and losing the same five, 10 pounds, constantly not being pleased with their bodies and wanting to quite literally hate their body into something they love, which just does not work. If you think that losing five pounds is going to be the ticket and then, then you'll be good, right? Then then I'll have that foundation, that base. It's just not reality. If you lose five pounds from a negative place, you're going to lose that five pounds, then it's on to the next thing. I want, you know, more definition in my arms, in my abs. You get that. Then it's on to the next thing. And, you know, you feel good about yourself for two weeks, maybe a month when you reach that one goal, but you're not truly happy, right? It's like that like shiny object that you got. It distracts you from the root for an issue and then you get right back to it, right? And so all of the methods that I practice are about sustainability. If the methods are unsustainable, the results are gonna be unsustainable, right? So one of the worst things you can do, and I see people do it all the time. People come to me all the time are like, you know, I, I'm going to do Octavia again, knowing it's not sustainable, knowing that it's quite literally the definition of insanity because you've been doing it on and off for X amount of years. It hasn't got any results, but they're in so much pain that they want to bypass the root of they're like, I'm just going to do it one more time, get the weight off and then I'll be okay. And then I'll maintain it. You know, that's a lie, right? A healed relationship with food means you're taking the morality out of food, right? We're not going to say food is good, food is bad. We're going to see food as something that fuels our body. And then you don't have the pull to pizza because you're like, I don't want to feel like that, right? And so healing your relationship with food is when you can truly eat anything you want, but you're choosing to eat foods that fuel you because you love yourself and you want to feel good, Food is used as a dopamine hit. I can't say it enough. We use it to self-soothe. We use it to feel better momentarily. And then we feel worse in the end when we ate crappy and that's self-sabotage, right? Um, emotional hunger is a symptom, not an issue. Big facts, right? Again, these are patterns we've had for a long time to use as a self-soothing mechanism, our egos are very strong. Your ego wants to tell you that, you know, just, just cut out pizza for two weeks, you'll lose the weight and then you can go back to it. But you know, that's not true. It's like someone in recovery. You can't drink. You can't have that mentality 
around food and then have a healed relationship with food. Don't put the cart before the horse. Don't cut off your nose to spite your face and follow for like the 10th time, whatever time an unsustainable diet, expecting it to get you sustainable results. And then wonder why in a year from now, you're still on the hamster wheel, right? That $3 billion industry that the diet industry is. You're still on the hamster wheel, the dieting industry, and you're unable to get off. And you're still with the same five to 10 pounds that you've been on and off losing, on and off losing up to a hundred pounds by now when you add it all up, you know? So we have to look at it as the macro level. We have four types of hunger, physical hunger, emotional hunger, practical hunger, and taste hunger. We have to incorporate all of those. We don't want to white knuckle our way through a diet. Again, like I'm saying, so many people know that that's not where it's at, but they don't have the acceptance of the fact that there's a deeper issue that needs to be healed. Like, I'm just going to do it one more time when they know it's going to fail. You know, you're white knuckling it. I always use the, you know, example, like you're like pushing through the grocery store, you're white knuckling, you're holding on to the grocery cart and you're holding on as tight as you can. Your knuckles are white and you lose your grip, right? Let's get off that hamster wheel. Let's get off this insanity that another diet is going to be what heals us, what fix us, right? So eating, we eat on a cellular level and we eat on a soul level too, right? Food feeds our soul too. We have that taste hunger, that, that, you know, hunger for that food that your grandma's apple pie, right? We don't want to ignore that because then we're white knuckling it through and then we're going to gain and lose the weight back. Not only is it bad for your body to keep gaining and losing the same weight, because every time you lose weight and then gain it back, your body holds on to fat a little more and it's harder to lose the weight. You hit plateaus more, but every time you go on and off a diet, it hurts your self-esteem, your self-worth on a subconscious level. You're like, yep, I failed again. I failed again. So it's time to recreate the patterns you've been stuck in out of self-hate, out of self-loathing, out of disdain for yourself from a place of self-love. Seeing how the stress in your life is a huge, huge issue here and the reason behind your pull for food. So if you don't get to the root, your stress, your trauma you're holding on to, you are not going to be able to heal, right? Embodied eating is all about seeing how your brain works and rewiring your brain around your pull to food. You can't spiritually bypass, human bypass what it's going to take to heal your relationship with food and get success. You are not that special that the laws of the universe don't work for you. Said with love, really said with love. I say this to clients all the time, right? Get out of your own way. Look at the root issue, heal at a core level, right? So you want to establish emotional resiliency tools. That's what we're doing in embodied eating. We're establishing education, right? We go deep on all this education that I've shared so far, so that we're compliant to it. So that when our ego comes in and it's like, nope, just do a shake diet. Nope, just cut out carbs. We're able to be like, hold on, pause. All right, I, I know this isn't gonna happen. I know this isn't gonna get me the results I'm looking to get. I know this is only gonna hurt me, not help me. I'm not gonna create this pattern again. I'm gonna redo this pattern. I'm gonna create change, right? 
mindful practices when your body is in a state of rest and digest are what's going to get you out of these patterns of reaching for food and then an hour later feeling like crap and then being mad at yourself, right? We want to implement when your body is not stressed out these tools to change your relationship with food, to change the neural pathways in your brain that are telling you food is going to make you feel better when you're in a state of rest and digest. So when you get in a state of fight or flight, right, that stressed out state, you're able to hit pause, be like, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to self-sabotage, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So we have seven to 10 seconds to choose out. We have seven to 10 seconds when we get triggered to self-sabotage into those old patterns that you know aren't serving you. We have seven to 10 seconds to choose a different way. That's what embodied eating does. It gives you tools to, in that seven to 10 seconds, switch your neural pathways that are having you self-sabotage, stay stuck in a mindset and a body you're not happy in that affects all the relationships in your life. Let's be honest with you. If you're not happy in your physical body, you're not showing up to life in the way that you want to show up. It ripples into the other areas of your life. Our energy, right? That 5D energy speaks louder than our words speak. You can be like, oh, I feel good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But if you truly aren't good, that speaks. And then people around you are like, why aren't you good? Is it me? No, it's got nothing to do with them. It's the fact that you are emotionally and spiritually bypassing the root issue, self-sabotaging, going at your physical goals, a lot of other goals in life from a place of frustration rather than self-compassion, self-love, and self-worth. That's what all of my work does. It anchors you into self-compassion, where we get self-love, where we get self-worth. And our self-worth is our ceiling. I say it all the time, but I can't say it enough. Your self-worth is your ceiling. As far as you think you're worthy of going, that is as far as you're going to go. You don't feel worthy of losing 10 pounds because you have this subconscious attachment to all the times you've gained and lost weight. You are not going to lose the 10 pounds, right? If you don't feel worthy of making a million dollars, you're not going to lose a million dollars. You will make $999,000, $100,000. You're going to lose it all every time. Same with the weight, right? So again, we have four types of hunger, physical hunger, emotional hunger, practical hunger, and then taste hunger. We have to learn to balance all of those types of hunger. We can bypass it. We have to learn to balance it all and accept it all and recreate these patterns, right? We have an emotional, a spiritual, and a physical relationship with food that all needs to be balanced. To say to yourself, I'm not going to eat pizza again. I'm not going to ever eat emotionally again. Isn't realistic. You want to understand why you're doing it so that you can do it in a way that's you're aware of. So you're not self-sabotaging. So you're not white knuckling it through this, this spiritual hunger that you don't know how to approach with love and approach in a way that works. Right. I ate a Cinnabon with my son yesterday. That was spiritual hunger. That was, I was, craving hunger, you know, it was part of the experience. I had it and I enjoyed it. I got a mini one and then I got right back on. Didn't ruin my day. I had a salad before that I woke up today and I had something healthy, you know, but that was the spiritual relationship with food that 
I was aware of it. I didn't at all think I shouldn't do this. I was like, all right, this is an experience I'm having with my son. I'm going to taste it. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to experience it. I don't see food as good or bad, but I also know that if I had a mini bun every day, I wouldn't feel good. It would affect my brain chemistry and affect how I'm showing up. And so these are things that I'm aware of and I choose to do. I choose how to do it, right? And we all want a quick fix in a fad diet, but that's where the 21 days of coaching and embodied eating, it is a 21 day container. That is where you're recreating. You get the external accountability to create the internal changes, right? You can listen to this podcast all day, but that external accountability is what gets you there. When your ego jumps in and is like, no, you have to fall back to your old patterns, right? Our egos are so strong. That is why coaching works. So you have someone to hold you to a higher standard so you can break through and, you know, change the first cycle of change happens in 18 days. You have structure for this first cycle of change to recreate the patterns that you've been self-sabotaging in. My handle on Instagram is a self-sabotage coach, right? We know what to do. We're self-sabotaging from a worthiness wound, from a core wound that has nothing to do with food, right? It's crazy. We are all born with an intuitive knowing of what to eat. Babies, right? Look at them, kids. Around the age of seven is when you start to see kids that are a little bit heavier. That is because of what they're going through emotionally and the suppressed trauma. And so to really heal, physically fit and spiritually fed, my one six-month container, we get to the root of it and we heal that core trauma. So you're able to choose out of it. You're able to see the patterns and where you're self-sabotaging and where you can do better and hold yourself to a higher standard, right? So you learn all about how physical hunger hits. You learn how to differentiate physical hunger and emotional hunger. A lot of times emotional hunger does show up as physical hunger in our bodies when cortisol levels are high. If our pattern is to reach for food when we're hungry. I used to, when I really, really was like obsessed with food and tracking food and I looked good. I was like a size four. I had visible abs, but I was completely obsessed with food and like the energy leak on it was insane in my life, right? I would carry a protein bar in my bag at all times because if I'm running around and I get hungry, heaven forbid I have to get fast food because that would spin me out, right? And I would get an email, I would get a call that'd be a little stressful and I would immediately feel physically hungry. And I realized through doing this work, through actually healing my relationship with food, that the emotional hunger shows up as physical hunger until you realize what it is, until you learn to differentiate physical hunger and emotional hunger, and until you learn to use coping mechanisms and get your central nervous system in a state of rest and digest, right? That is where it's at. That's what it's about. And again, cravings, that's spiritual hunger. We're not trying to take away the fact that we do eat for a dopamine hit, right? This isn't like alcohol or like substances where you're like, oh, I can't do it. You can do it, but we educate you on how to do it so that you're able to get right back on. So you're able to have a taste of it and be good with that. I was at a birthday party one time and I was very big in the abstaining and the moderating around food, right? I would either moderate food and have a little bit, or I'd abstain from it completely. And that's something I still use my clients too. Like if you're like peanut butter for me, that was something that I abstained from for a while. 
I would not be able to control myself. I'd have like the whole jar, then feel like crap. Peanut butter is mostly fat. It's very slow digesting and sits in your stomach. And I feel like crap for hours. And so I abstain from it. Obviously we want to moderate from it, right? But cake would be the same way. I wouldn't have sugar. I wouldn't have cake for a long time. And then I'd have like a bite of a sheet cake at, you know, birthday party for one of my son's friends. I'd be driving home literally like, where can I get more sheet cake? Where like, it's sheet cake. It's not even that good. You know what I mean? Like it's cake. Like it wasn't like this like artisan, really good, like nothing bunt cakes. Yeah, it's bomb. It was sheet cake, right? From like giant. <laughs> Let's be real. And I was next to someone at this birthday party and she had one bite of cake. I, I didn't have any cake. I knew that if I had cake, I would just be thinking about cake for a couple hours because I had a very unhealed relationship with food, right? Sitting next to someone who had one bite of cake and then she pushed it away. I was looking at her like she had some kind of superpower. I'm like, how did this woman just do that? Oh my God. And that's from understanding spiritual hunger. Understanding, I just want a little bit. It's going to fill my craving. And then you're able to not abstain from food. Life is too short. And again, food is something that we do use. We have that spiritual hunger, that emotional hunger that we need to learn how to get to the root of. And then we can eat emotionally and not throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? So balancing that those four types of hunger, big part of what we're doing in embodied eating, we're also understanding how our brain works and how the more that we focus on food, the harder it's going to be, right? You're skiing down a mountain. If you listen to this podcast, I've used this analogy before. I'm going to beat that dead horse. If you're skiing down a mountain and all you're thinking about is trees, all you see is trees. You're on a diet. All you're thinking about is what you can't eat. All you think about is what you can't eat. It's that mindset work to shift it. So like, you know what? I can eat that, but I'm choosing to eat this instead, right? Mindset, mindset, mindset. It's like over half the battle. And so I get my clients losing weight without barely even talking about food. Cause we talk about the root. We talk about the emotions, right? Morning affirmation, morning affirmations, <laughs> big part of this work too, right? Setting an intention in the morning, you repeat several times about what you will and you won't eat. That's where it's at. You know what I mean? What you will and you won't eat, holding yourself to a higher standards. And then throughout the day, as you get that pull to eat a certain thing, you're going to hit pause and you're going to be like, you know what? I already committed this to myself. Or if you do it, you look at it with compassion, right? You look at your life, you look at everything with compassion. Like, why did I choose this? What emotions were a little out of control? How can I do better tomorrow? What's the lesson here? That's what we do. We don't hate ourselves. We look for the lesson in everything. Cause trust me, there is a lesson in everything and pain leaves when we've learned the lesson, the pain is trying to teach us. So if you have not learned the lesson around food, that you're eating food because emotionally you need regulation, you're going to keep eating food emotionally right? It's, it's like, we got to get to that ego. We got to break down that ego, ego deaths. That's what you get in this 21 day program, ego death on ego death on ego death. Again, you can listen to it. You can know what to do, but for you to kill your own ego, that's hard work, baby. That is not easy. Having a coach hold your hand to be able to step into compassion, right? That is what's about. Again, we're not taking away the fact that we will emotionally eat. That's just reality. That's just life. 
But when you get to the root of it and you see what you're actually really hungry for, you're able to heal that relationship with food. Now I can have peanut butter in my house anytime. I don't even really like it anymore. You know what I mean? Because like, it's something that I can have. So it takes that pull of it away from me. I went from like having this like really unhealthy relationship with peanut butter to now it's like, oh, it's just peanut butter, you know, because I got to the root of it. I got to the root of the issue, not, not bypassing the actual issue. So that is where it's at. That's what it's about. You know, life is too short to be in a body you don't feel good about, you don't love. And in reality, the more that we don't feel good in our body, the more that we don't love our body, it affects every relationship in our lives. It does. If you're in a really, really good relationship romantically, it's going to get even better when you feel better about yourself. If you're in a really, really good job, your job's going to get even better when you feel better about yourself. How you feel in your physical 3D body is how you show up in your life, right? So starting tomorrow, Monday, May 22nd, 21 day container, one-on-one, all the work I do, all the coaching I do is one-on-one. I have a weekly group call with my clients where I do a live training and they can ask questions, but the work we do, it's, it's very personal, right? A lot of stuff comes up. And so it's all one-on-one. So it's 21 days, one-on-one coaching, you and me getting to the root of it, understanding on a cellular level, right? holding your hand through the ego death when your ego is telling you, no, no, I, I can do another shake diet. No, I can do Weight Watchers. When you know it's not true, right? You know it's not true. You know it's not going to work, baby. It's time to love yourself. It's time to create change. It's time to heal the energy. It's time to get to the root and release yourself from this prison that you're in of gaining and losing five, 10 pounds, spending so much mental energy on food. I don't think about food at all. My clients don't think about food at all. We lose weight and we eat to fuel our body. And then we also eat to satisfy our cravings and spirituality. But when you get to the root of it, life is forever changed. Okay. It's bomb. This work is so amazing. It's changed so many lives. I, yeah, I, I have clients on this podcast regularly. You can listen to them. Like this work just affects everything in your life. And it all starts with the body. All right. So if you want in on embodied eating again, 21 day container starts tomorrow. You can enroll after this is a program I'm going to be offering additionally. So you can send me a message on Instagram at the self-sabotage coach. You can send me a message on Facebook, Colleen Falto, and I will talk to you all soon about healing your relationship with food, getting to the core wound and just literally having so much more energy to spend on the things in life that matter. Cause trust me, spending your mental energy, going back and forth on what to eat for dinner, not where it's at. <laughs> you owe it to yourself to hold yourself to a higher standard. And that's what we're going to do. I will see you on the other side.